Welcome back to the Carnivore Yogi Podcast. Today's episode is with Dr. Katherine Clinton, and she is someone I have a tremendous amount of respect for because she is a doctor who could immediately prescribe medications or supplements, but instead chooses to help her patients dial in their circadian rhythms and harness the power of the sun, harness the power of nature first before she starts to have them make a bunch of dietary changes, a bunch of medications, or even adding supplements. So her approach is definitely different from most alternative doctors that you're going to meet because she addresses these things on the front end. We also talk in this episode extensively about the gut microbiome and the role that quantum physics has in fixing that gut microbiome. So I hope that you guys really do enjoy today's episode with Dr. Clinton. Check out the timestamps that'll be available down in the show notes for you guys so you can navigate through the episode and perhaps listen to different parts that might resonate with you. And make sure you go ahead and follow her over on her social media platforms. I have linked her Instagram, her Facebook, as well as her website. She's a wealth of information, is constantly posting really, really valuable information on her social media platforms. And so I think you're really going to enjoy following Dr. Clinton and getting to know her as I have. Now, I do want to thank the two sponsors of today's episode. The first one is going to be Optimal Carnivore. You can use my code carnivore, uppercase Y, to save 10% on their supplements over on Amazon. That will be linked in the show notes for you guys. And they're coming out with a really awesome brain supplement very, very soon. So stay tuned for that. The second sponsor of today's episode is going to be Upgraded Formulas. You guys know I am a huge fan of their hair tissue mineral analysis because I don't believe that we should be taking supplements that we do not need. And with the hair tissue mineral analysis and a consultation, you get to see from the comfort of your home if you have mineral imbalances, or perhaps you don't. Perhaps you are taking a lot of different supplements that you actually do not need, and that could be causing more imbalances in your body. So again, my code over at Upgraded Formulas is Yogi12, or Yogi, if you've used the Yogi12 before. And this is a wonderful, wonderful way to check and see if you have any imbalances going on that need addressing. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Make sure to head on over to Apple or Spotify. Leave this episode up to a five-star review. It helps to get it out to more people. Enjoy the chat, and I hope you have a beautiful day. I will talk with you again very, very soon. All right, guys, thank you so much for coming back and tuning in. I am very excited about today's guest. I've been following her for quite a while on social media, I love everything that she talks about and can't wait to introduce you to her and her work. So Dr. Clinton, thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I love what you're doing. I too have been following your work and I just love being able to join in community and spread the word. It's so important. It truly is. It it really is. And I, I was talking to you before I hit the recording. I'm like, there's so many topics I want to talk with you about today. So I'll try to stay organized. But before we jump into that, if you could just give my audience a little background about what it is that you do, how you got into quantum physics and how you treat patients. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Well, I um, am a licensed naturopathic physician here in Oregon. And when I was in medical school, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, which is an autoimmune condition that attacks the colon. I was diagnosed with Hashimoto thyroiditis, Lyme disease, multiple GI um, infections. And so I was really in a place to kind of piece my health back together in a physical way. Um, <clears throat> I, you know, I was seeing all kinds of doctors, naturopathic physicians and MDs and acupuncturists, and really in a wonderful spot to heal. And, you know, so many of us, when we get diagnosed with a chronic condition, we are so desperate to get back to that pre-diagnosis state, right? Um, getting that quality of health where we can work and be with our families and enjoy our kids and our partners and, and all of that stuff is really important. But if that's the level we stop at, there's so much um, that we're missing out on in life, right? And that's where I really was. So I was able to piece my physical health back together, which was amazing for myself. It was amazing for my patients to do the same thing, but there was something really missing. You know, I um, use the analogy of a puzzle and we've all you uh, put together a puzzle, right? And there's one little part that's kind of sticking up and the puzzle piece fits, but it's just not aligned. And that was sort of how it was for me. Like I was healthy and productive and living the life I wanted, but there was some just greater disconnect, a real sort of desperate longing for connection and community that I didn't have. And that's really where I found quantum biology. I started researching mitochondrial health. And from there, it was just like, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it was something that was always there in medical school, you know, um, and here at the university, the quantum doctor is here and he is amazing and um, lectures and you know, what the bleep do we know came out when I was in medical school, right? And so there was um, a quantum physics sort of medical convention and really had to do with the power of our thoughts and how that um, impacts our biology and our physiology. So it's always been sort of an interest, but it wasn't until I really dove in that all the pieces came together and it was just like a fireworks, you know, and now I just can't get enough. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. really, truly amazing. And quantum biology not only unlocks this understanding of our own body and what health and disease means, but for me, it unlocks this literal place in the world. Like I found my place in the world and it's an understanding too of what our external terrain holds for our health and why it's really important that we build our resilience as a society so that we can hold industry accountable because so much of our quantum biology and our quantum health depends on clean air and clean water. And, and there's only so much that we can do as individuals um, and not to downplay that I, I garden and, and do my part, you know, but 
I'm no match for these huge uh, multi-billion dollar uh, industries. And so um, that was another piece that I really love about quantum biology is that it is absolutely um, inseparable our biology from the biology of the world and the greater ecosystem we live in. They're just really one in the same. Yeah. It's so funny when I start talking about just healing your body, uh, the first thing I talk about now, it used to be food is connecting with nature. And a lot of people kind of roll their eyes and I think they think it's too simple and it's too easy. And I'm like, but nature is not stupid. <laughs> you know, that's the genius thing. And when we can tune our bodies to nature, you can go off grid every now and then. And if you can just see the sunrise every day and, and start to reconnect with nature, you start to see your health completely change. But that's, like I said, sometimes people's eyes glaze over. So how do you, how do you manage that with your clients and, and your patients? Absolutely. I, I like to really um, get them converted into something, someone that's really excited about quantum biology, right? So I try to place them in that same place and sense of connection that I feel, right? So I really try to talk about the science and build that understanding so that we know it's not just this... Um, sense of beauty that we get when we're in nature or a sense of peace or calm or fresh air or something um, that we already know about, right? Right. It's much, much deeper than that. And the when you get into the relationships of how our biology works in, the, in nature and the greater ecosystem, the world around us, you really see that it's part of this intricate communication network that's inseparable. So once you kind of lay the foundation out for people and explain that what, what they're experiencing in their health is a direct result of this disconnection that we have with nature because it is literally driving our biology. And when you look at quantum physics and you look at what's happening with photons of light, sunlight, or sound, or frequencies, EMFs of everything, right? The people we're around, the food we're eating, um, of course, non-native EMFs, uh, like the the screen I have in front of me that I'm I know. <laughs> but but the amazing thing is, is that is such a small piece and yeah. we are standing on something much, much bigger and much uh, more powerful. It has the capacity to hold all of that and still be healing, right? Um, one of my pet peeves is when I see someone talking about uh, wiring through the ground and how that takes away the effects of grounding yes. and it's just like oh please don't say that um the earth is so much bigger than some of the wiring that we're putting through for our telecommunications and whatnot uh it's just doesn't stand a chance not that non-native emfs are uh great for us and and we shouldn't be concerned that's not that's not my point my point is the earth is great greater than all that. And we are really in relationship with it. It feeds into us and we feed into it. Um, 
it really is that bi-directional and co-creative. So please don't let anyone say that power lines above you or below you are taking away the earth's ability to heal in a relationship like that, because it's just not true. So glad you said that because, you know, I do have a lot of friends that can get into that kind of perfectionist mindset when we talk about quantum health. And I just want to reach people. Most people that are watching my channel are not going to even have that concern, but I want to reach people on a basic level and just teach them like, you know, when you're outside, the water network in your body is tuning with the sounds of the birds in the air and tuning with the sound of the wind. And that is, you know, thinking about your, your body made up of so much water that can improve your health. Just that, just listening to those sounds and being outdoors and, um, the nitric oxide and, you know, the electrons you gather from get bare feet on the ground and don't, don't try to make it, everything be perfect. You know, we can't all go off the grid and live in a hardwired home and it just isn't realistic for everyone. And so I don't want that message to get to a place where people feel like they have to be perfect in order to get the benefits of, of nature. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are an imperfect mess <laughs> living <laughs> in this world and the world can hold that, you know, that's the yeah. really exciting thing is that there's space for that. Um, and our bodies are meant to uh, detox isn't the right word, you know, balance, recalibrate yes. Yes. Um, from that. And so so I absolutely agree. Uh, we shouldn't downplay nature. And, and that's the really exciting piece is talking with people about how the science behind this really gives that impetus and motivation and understanding of something we've always intuitively known, right? Like, I mean, since I, I was a kid, my thoughts make my tummy hurt. You know, yeah. I, was, I was the kid in first Oh, I want to go home with the upset stomach. Yep. Upset <laughs> Me too. Yeah, absolutely. I was, you know, I was a kid going to school in the South and we still had corporal punishment. Oh, so we did. I, we, Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we, they had spanking. We got, we were going to get, we got spanked if we were bad in school. I went to a private Christian school and it was, yeah, I was terrified to get paddled, you know, it was humiliating. <laughs> oh my goodness. Absolutely. And I think I might be a bit older than you. I went to a public school and it was still allowed at that point. Wow. And it was so, um, and I was scared. And so I didn't tell my parents. They were like, hey, you know, you have to get used to school at some point. And I couldn't tell my teachers because obviously um, that wasn't a safe option. So, you know, we've always intuitively kind of have this sense that our thoughts, um, affect our health, the energy of others in our community mm. affects our health, uh, seasons affect our health. I mean, there's this intuitive knowing, but we get so busy that that intuition turns into like, oh yeah, I know nature, it's good for me. Um, you know, it turns into this really trivial piece when it is actually the most paramount foundational building block of our health. It is. And I talk about her a lot on my podcast and my listeners already know this story, but you know, my daughter has non-speaking autism. She's 14 and 
she has always been like an earth seeker. I mean, and I used to try to stop her and I, we would always, you got to put your shoes on. But when she comes home from school, the first thing that she does is like go and lay down in the backyard. And I just, I never could quite understand that. And when it was like freezing cold outside, she would always try to go out there with as little clothing as possible to get her cold therapy. And, you know, as a mom, I wanted to, you know, don't, don't get too cold and don't get dirty. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just like, go roll in the yard. It's fine. You don't have to wear a coat. You know, <laughs> she does. The one thing she does when we hike though, that is not great is that she'll jump into streams. <laughs> and my husband's always like, oh my God. Uh, I'm like, but once I understood structured water and once I understood the magnetic, the quality of the, the electrons that she's gathering from that water, I stopped freaking out about it. I'm like, she's brilliant. Like she knows what the medicine that her body needs to, you know, get more charge. Um, but we dismiss the children so quickly. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so glad you shared that story. Um, and we see it in kids all the time, right? They, they want to take their clothes off in public. Then they get to a certain <laughs> age and they get home. At least my kids will wear their clothes in public mostly, but yeah. <laughs> we'll get home and, and take off their clothes and go outside. Absolutely. It's this really instinctual. It was just like we see in our pets, right? Yes. Um, my dog is very connected with us, um, but will insist on being outside if it's a sunny day, sitting, you know, on the other oh, yeah. side of the wall. <laughs> yes. If we're inside, he'll be outside, right? right near us, you know, downloading that uh, information. They, there's that intuitive knowing um, that's absolutely present that we've just really walked away. Our world is insanely busy. I yes. mean, we are just bombarded with things and information. It's really overwhelming. And so when we can kind of clear a little bit of space in our life, or if we can get excited um, from information that we're learning that brings us back to that instinctual knowing. Uh, it's, it's really an amazing thing to see. I see it with my patients who start um, exploring quantum biology and ways to improve it and support it. And it just unlocks this sort of understanding of a, of of a fractal world that we live in, sort of, you know, the matrix, <laughs> so yes. to speak. Yeah. And you start to see things differently and you start to see people's uh, reactions differently and your reactions differently. It really changes. It's really a paradigm shifter, um, in my opinion. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to ask you is, it's funny, I get a lot of questions on my YouTube channel and from listeners and someone said the other day, well, can you make a video about how you would have someone eat if they were metabolically unhealthy? And it's funny because I, instead of thinking how they should eat, I was thinking how they should live, you know, yeah. before we even get into the food. Um, so when you have someone who comes to you who's metabolically unhealthy, which I'm sure is the majority of your patients, what kind of lifestyle changes would you have them make right away? And then how do you explain so they kind of maybe adhere to that? Like what type of science do you educate them with? What type of things do you tell them? 
Well, I keep it basic um, mm-hmm. because people that are in front of me are sick, right? And mm-hmm. we only have, I've been there, there's only a sliver of attention and energy you have when you're not feeling well. So I try to keep it really basic and I start with um, talking about how uh, our mitochondria are really our powerhouses because a lot of people already know that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't go straight into the quantum biology of our mitochondria. I start with something that's a little more accessible. Okay, we all know our mitochondria is important for health and we can see how it's important for the condition you are here in front of me for. And so once we just start that conversation about mitochondria, I talk about circadian rhythm and how our mitochondria are really scavenging for these free electrons in our environment, right? And so I try to start there and start instead of going into, um, you know, lattice bound hydrogen, <laughs> the whole thing <laughs> that people's eyes glaze over, right? Yeah. I mean, they get there because it's so exciting, but um, I have to w- work with them a little bit and start that in bite-sized pieces. Um, And so that's where I start. I start with the mitochondria. I start with the obvious connection um, with whatever they're dealing with and in front of me. And most of the people I see are dealing with GI conditions or autoimmune conditions. Um, And so we start there and I really dumb it down to mitochondria and the electron uh, transport chain and how these flows of electrons create a voltage in our mitochondria. And we know when there's a dip in that, that's associated with ill health and exactly what you're dealing with. So let's talk about how we can get those electrons. And so the thing I start with is uh, circadian rhythm. And what I talk with them about is AM sunlight, just that download of going outside or even, you know, people can, their health can be so varied that it's even uh, wrap up in a blanket and sit by an open window. Uh, It's really getting that natural light in any way that we can. And some of us do have obstacles to going outside and standing barefoot um, in the AM sunshine. Um, especially when, you know, we're not feeling well. And, and so we can take these small steps and, and talk with them about how getting that AM sunlight sets up this whole biological cascade. We've got that dumping of uh, dopamine and serotonin which is later converted when we lower the lights, again, when we're in rhythm with our ecosystem and the sun, uh, in our system, we see that that dumping of serotonin from AM sunlight gets converted into melatonin at night when we lower the lights. And that melatonin is doing so many different things. It's helping our immune system uh, regulate and balance. It's helping our sleep, which is like a laundry list of things. Um, It's helping our growth hormone. There's so many things that just being mindful of aligning our rhythm with the solar rhythm can do. And, and like I said, that can look like uh, taking uh, whatever you're drinking in the morning 
<laughs> and <laughs> going outside for five minutes, right? Uh, I yes. love it when people get to the point where they're like, this is so much fun. This is feels so good. I'm, how do I chase those electrons? And, and then we get into movement outside and grounding and bare feet and, and all of that stuff. But I start small and, yes. and get them to uh, take a week. You know, I challenge uh, patients to take a week tending to their circadian rhythm and balancing with the, the solar system. And it doesn't have to be this black and white uh, perfection type of thing. It's lowering the lights, right? So we lower our lights to something more like the salt lamp behind me, um, more red tones, uh, candles, firelight in the winter. There's so many different options, but it doesn't have to be um, expensive. It doesn't yeah. have to be something out of anyone's reach. It can just be uh, changing those light bulbs out from those really, you know, LED blue light dominant um, spectrum light bulbs to something a little bit more incandescent and more uh, <clears throat> lower in that blue light spectrum. You know, there's so many different ways to approach it and it can be really fun like my kids I really like to get my family involved they um help me lower the lights we do it kind of in a staged thing you know I live in the Pacific Northwest so in the winter it gets dark at 5 p.m and yeah. we're not weirdos you know we don't just then go to walk bed. around with our candle and, right you know, um, <laughs> But there are absolutely ways to change your lighting and lower that that blue light. You can wear blockers um, mm -hmm. with glasses. There's so many different options out there. But I like challenging my patients to um, try it for a week. Try it for a week and feel the difference with just that alignment. And I find that um, I don't need to do anything else after that to convince them because you just blow the, the windows right off, the doors right off, the hinges, right? Because they feel so much better. Yes. Um, and it's a different feeling than a pharmaceutical, you know, because there's, and they're necessary sometimes, you know, steroids in my line of work really can stop that sort of positive feedback loop where people are spiraling, right? Yeah. And um, they're really powerful, but they, there's always this feeling of, um, not sure how to describe it, of disconnect that, that is there with pharmaceutical options, especially ones like steroids and things that really have a systemic broad, oh, yeah. um, affect, you know, affect your mind, affect yeah. your mood. Um, and so think that opening the door to that is really, really fun because I love my herbs. I love uh, eating good food and talking with people about good food choices, but it takes a while, right? Yes. If I'm to get someone to feel better on an herbal combination for like adrenal health and energy and mitochondrial health, I'm like, please give it three to six months. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, um, and not that those things aren't powerful, synergistically, it's all amazing. 
it's all a part of the picture. But to get patients and people excited about what can happen over a week if you align with the ecosystem you live in, um, I find is the most powerful tool in my toolkit as a doctor. Yeah, I love that you use it as a doctor and I wish that more, I want to just keep spreading this message so more and more doctors will because, you know, in my own health journey, I, I started working with Dr. Courtney Hunt a little over a year ago and that was the first thing she told me to do was sunrise and I was just like, fine, you know, I was just reluctant about it. <laughs> what good is that going to do? But, you know, and she does her hikes where she does live streaming during sunrise every morning. And so I kind of felt bad, like, well, she's doing it every day. So I need to start. And then it became like, like you said, after about a week, I was like, I don't want to miss this. Like, I love this so much. I don't want to miss sunrise anymore. And I haven't in the last year missed a single day. And I get messages from people on my Instagram. That's, this is the really cool part of just kind of sharing my experience of people like, oh my gosh, Sarah, I've been doing sunrise for the last month and I just, I'm in love with it. It's so wonderful. My energy's so much better. And I didn't take any supplements to change this. I didn't change my food. I didn't change anything else. All I did was do what you said to do and just start seeing sunrise every morning. And I'm like, yes, like it's, <laughs> it's just such a cool thing that to spread the news because just such a small thing makes such a huge difference in your health. It really does. It really, really does. And I can't agree with you more. I mean, I just, that's and so exciting to find people talking about quantum biology. And I just heard about Courtney Hunt on a, I made a reel and people tagged her and I was like, ah, so funny. yeah, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> I really need to uh, get out of my cave, but um, it's, it's so amazing to talk about it because this is the future of health. This is the future yes. of our health. This is the future of the health of the planet we live on. Mm. Biology isn't just us, right? We get so um, narrow-minded and, and focused that uh, sometimes I hear people talk about biology as if it only pertains to humans, right? right. Biology is life, right? Yes. So quantum biology pertains to life on this earth. And so the more we can spread the message and get people talking about it, the more we can lift the health of this planet and everything on it is just, I've never um, encountered something so overwhelmingly positive and exciting. It's just like, I get giddy when I yeah. talk about it. It's really, really amazing. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You said you work with a lot of people that have gut issues and I've been doing a lot of research on how circadian biology can actually really tie in with gut health and really help gut health. I'd love to hear from your stance as a doctor. You know, I know you have to probably do sometimes more than circadian biology with people to help them with their gut health, but just how you kind of see that play in and, and um, what kind of different conditions that you've been able to help with that. Oh, absolutely. I, I think it's a part of every single gastrointestinal condition that mm -hmm. I see. Um, and of course, by the time you're seeking out care and you have a diagnosis, 
there's some peeling of layers that need to happen, right? Um, sometimes sun sunrise isn't enough. Um, absolutely, but but the correlation between the two is uh, just phenomenal. You know, we know that um, our every cell really has a circadian clock in it, and that includes the cells, our enterocytes, the cells that line the gastrointestinal tract. And it also includes the gut microbiome that is living on top of those cells, right? Both of those things have a circadian clock in them and they are expecting this feedback loop. They expect to be living in rhythm with the thing that sets our planet's circadian rhythm, right? And that is the sun. So when, when we are living against our circadian clocks, which is, it's really cellular, right? When we talk about circadian rhythm and our circadian clocks, we think of it sort of like an alarm clock in a way, like, okay, my rhythm, I'll try to do my rhythm. But really it's the internal working of every cell. We have these circadian clocks in all of these cells because we live in a solar system, right? We live in a chain of flow of photons coming down from, from the sun and that's what powers life on this planet. So when we're talking about gut health, we, we have to understand that uh, circadian clocks are in both of these things. Uh, the cells that line our GI tract and the gut microbiome. And the cells that line our GI tract are really interesting because there's lots of things happening just within those cells, right? Those enterocytes that line the cells are held together by tight junctions. And when you look at tight junctions underneath a microscope, they kind of look like a zipper to me, um, like a Levi's jeans zipper, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when... Uh, there's something in your GI tract that is irritating the GI tract, whether that's toxins, infections, whether that is a misalignment of the circadian rhythm and the circadian clock, all of those things can ir irritate uh, those enterocytes that line the GI tract and, uh, um, <clears throat> and irritate those tight junctions, right? And so when you look at a tight junction under a microscope that's been irritated, it looks like a zipper that's being like pulled apart. So the zipper isn't being unzipped in just this massive hole, right? There are these microscopic little holes that allow for microscopic pieces of whatever's in the the lumen, the inside of the GI tract, then it can get into the bloodstream of uh, the gastrointestinal tract and that goes systemic and undoubtedly, inevitably increases our inflammation. And so um, there's such a huge piece there when we're talking about inflammation and we're talking about gut health and we're talking about circadian rhythm. I mean, it's all really, so aligned and and when you talk about <clears throat> you can add <clears throat> excuse me you can add mitochondria in the mix there and you just sort of have the trifecta of yes. uh, power houses there <clears throat> yes absolutely <clears throat> excuse me okay it's pollen season <laughs> right here in atlanta now everything is yellow outside so yeah it's, it yeah. is yesterday we woke up and i was like 
that isn't frost, is it? No. <laughs> and no. Yeah, I was outside walking this morning and the wind was blowing and it was like clouds of yellow going down the street. I'm like, wow, this is <laughs> nature. Here we are. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, we could add the mitochondria in there. Um, and, and we see that it's all really connected. Again, our mitochondria have that circadian clock in them and our gut microbiome really has this crosstalk um, with the mitochondria in our enterocytes that line the GI tract. So it's this um, amazing, again, networking, communication network that's inseparable to uh, the world around us. So circadian rhythm, when we're talking about gut health, again, uh, it starts to sound like a broken record over here, but it's foundational to health. It really, it really is. And um, of course, people might need a little, a little help getting to a place where um, circadian rhythm maintains balance in the GI tract, but it absolutely can. Um, it absolutely can. Yeah, it's, it's one of the things that most of the people that follow me, they've come to something like a carnivore diet, an elimination diet, because their gut issues have gotten so severe. And, you know, when I try to explain the whole circadian rhythm aspect, they're like, yeah, but what supplements do I need to be taking? And I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, you can take some that will help. Absolutely. And I've done a lot of talks about that, but you know, that we underestimate the power of sunshine, you know, maybe even just exposing your belly to sun, or I do, I put a red light device on my belly and yeah. that has done amazing things for my gut more than probiotics have done, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it, probiotics are like, um, you know, I, I really think of the microbiome and Excuse me, that was my didgeridoo. <laughs> I just have a didgeridoo behind me. <laughs> and it's so. <laughs> just what um, every, most doctors have in their offices. <laughs> you know, the normal stuff. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> um, and that um, completely took my mind off of what we were talking about. I'm sorry. Probiotics. That's okay. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Did you do probiotics? Okay, here we go. Yes. Um, so probiotics and really, you know, the gut microbiome, our mitochondria really resemble mycelium in the way that they are networking throughout the body. And, and it's really... Um, fascinating to see the crosstalk between the two. And I agree, like if you are seeding your body with probiotics and then not creating a, a terrain or a garden that lets them flourish and circadian rhythm is a huge piece of that, then you're not uh, really affecting life, uh, quality of life, quality right. of health, right? And in some cases, you can be fighting against it because these strains of probiotics of microbes are really dependent on what's happening in your environment. And some of them 
go in there <clears throat> and don't work well with the native species that you have going on there. It's really, really individual. So pulling a probiotic off the shelf um, without tending to everything else is not the best way to go about health. And I don't know if you even know this, I have a supplement company and I sell probiotics. You know, I'm not anti-probiotics, but uh, you don't see me selling that on Instagram. I've never seen you even mention it on Instagram <laughs> out of all of your content. I never would have known you had a supplement company, not at all. <laughs> well, and, and it's because that's not where I think health is. And I don't mm. think it's bad. Right. Um, I think there's a great place for them. I'm, I'm excited to offer things that are clean and blah, blah, blah. But um my mission here is to get everybody to level up with their quantum biology, because that has to happen for us to really affect um, health on a societal level and health on a global level and a national level. Um, my probiotic supplements can't do that, right? So I don't even really talk about them um, because there's something more important. And, and that's what we're talking about now. So I just bring it up because I'm, I'm not anti-probiotic at all, but yeah. it, it comes in a series, right? And, and that is not where um, our health and changing, you know, our family's health and our community's health and our nation's health and our global health, that's not where it comes from. Um, so I love pro probiotics. I love um, good food and all those things, but we really have to level up our knowledge because quantum biology is also about so many other things. Um, it's, it's how we stay healthy, but it's also how we work. Um, being open to multiple truths at the same time. Uh, the tough one and, for people these days. <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness. It is, it is really hard. And, and yeah. when you look at history, it's like, how many times do we do that? How many times do we divide into these groups fighting mm -hmm. about the, these two different truths? And when we get a little bit of hindsight from more knowledge, from more advanced technology, we see that those truths were part of a bigger truth, right? Yes. They're both right. But in the, in the available knowledge and technology, it's like, nope, black or white, you yep. know, and, yep. and uh, quantum biology really allows us to not be so binary in the way we explore our world and explore medicine and science. And it gives us a way to really tend to things that we don't think of as medicine, like are our communities safe? Are our families safe? Are our systems safe? Um, that's not maybe the first thing we think of when we talk about medicine and health, but it absolutely should be. Yeah. Um, and, and quantum biology necessitates that, right? It really yes. lays the groundwork for why we need to do that, why we can't uh, just live in isolation and, and not care. It's all, all so intimately connected. Yeah, it is. And I remember during, I think it was, I, I think it was your account, maybe it was someone else's, but uh, during the pandemic, I think where you live, didn't they like spray the beaches with bleach at some point? Did, were you talking about that and how you were just like, oh my gosh, why? That's like the worst thing that they could possibly mm -hmm. be doing, right? 
it, it, yes, absolutely. It was actually a beach in Spain. Okay. I love. <laughs> I love and uh, they, you know, coming out with the pandemic is just really strange as a doctor because you've got a lot of people. I had a lot of people that I trusted saying a bunch of different things, right? Um, so it was a little confusing. And then by, I think I posted about that by April, you know, by mm-hmm. April, I was like, oh, hey slow your roll people what are we doing we can't be spraying beaches I set up a a a change.org petition to you know about public spraying our public spaces and just this this war against germs that's so crazily narrow-minded I still have a friend that goes through disinfectant tunnels so to go in to see the doctor, you go through a fumigation tunnel. Oh my gosh. Right? Um, I won't allow hand sanitizer in my home. I won't, I'm like, no, don't do it. And I don't think people really, I think a lot of people just do it because they're told that they should do it. But can we maybe talk a little bit about why someone would definitely not want to go through a fumigation tunnel, but use a bunch of hand sanitizer, antibacterial soap. Why would they not want to do that? Absolutely. Well, we're talking about, um, keep coming back to the importance of that gut microbiome, right? Yes. Yes. And a lot of people don't realize there's this sense, um, that, antibiotics really derange the gut microbiome, right? We know that this can be, this can last normally for a year. Sometimes it never bounces back, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes you take a course of antibiotics and the gut microbiome gets deranged for a lifetime, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about with hand sanitizer, but on our skin microbiome. And our skin microbiome inevitably interacts with our oral microbiome, right? If if we kind of take a second to think of ourselves in a different way, we can think of ourselves as a donut, right? Or a torus where um, we're all completely covered in that microbiome, whether it's like our gut microbiome in the center or our skin microbiome on the outside. We actually know that everything um, within us has a microbiome, but just speaking about the surface and hand sanitizer and antibiotics, they're doing the same thing. They're deranging the microbiome and that's exactly what we don't want to do. We don't want to do that with our microbiomes. We certainly don't want to do that with the beaches microbiomes, right? right? Stop spraying sanitizers. I just saw something about a light. They've uh, developed a new light that kills all the microbes. And it's like, oh. No, not all of them. <laughs> yeah, yes, all of them. <laughs> so it's just. Uh, it's really the nuanced thinking in our medical system and our scientific world isn't there. And that's, ex- that's an exciting thing about quantum biology for me is like, hey, this is bigger. This is not this one plus one equals uh, two type of world. There's a lot happening with the microbiome and and we don't know a lot, but we do know that what you're doing is bad, right? Like right. We really 
infancy of knowing what's what the microbiome does, but what we do know is that it really works as a guild. It works as a quorum. It works as a community like like mycelium. And to know that as the at the same time as we want to annihilate it is just sort of like gives me whiplash. Um, you know, because you can have doctors say both things and it, it's mind boggling because yeah. um, that's that's not how it works. Uh, it's important. Therefore, we don't annihilate it. Right. Right. <laughs> so, right. One the other. Um, and and so san- hand sanitizer is um, absolutely doing the same thing. And when, you know, you talk about looking at the science, um, let's say you have something yucky, yucky bug on your hand, right? And you're using sanitizer. Sanitizer is going to get rid of any beneficial microbes that are on your um, skin, in your skin microbiome that help balance and kind of guide, right? It's a community. So they kind of are like, hey, this is how we do it here. Da, 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 right? <laughs> and, and uh when um, when we use that sanitizer, it completely deranges that communication between the two. It's it's just really um, it's really foundational for health, and it's something that we we don't think about, um, but they're one and the same. Um, killing those beneficial microbes stops that uh, crosstalk. And so when you look at what's happening with uh, some of the research about what's the best hand sanitizer and what's the best way to clean your hands, right? So we've got hand sanitizer, we've got um, water and soap, and we've got water. And what we find is amazing universal solvent water works just as well as to remove um, harmful microbes, but leaves that beneficial micro uh, microbiome intact. So that's, you know, just right there, just really encapsulates the power of our quantum biology and the need for clean water, a healthy structured water body within us and externally outside of us, it's, it's paramount. And we get really sidetracked into sanitizers and spray that and fumigate. And it's like, you know, we really forget that water is called the universal solvent because it is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I just got a lot of people over the weekend, I talked uh, in my stories about how I haven't used any shampoo on my hair in a very long time. Um, I just use water now, which everyone's like, what, how's your hair? Cause it's not greasy. Um, it goes through a little detox period, but all I really use is water occasionally a little apple cider vinegar. Um, and my hair has never actually been healthier before. So I think we, kind of underestimate the power of water to help us clean, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. We love our baths at this house, you know? Yes. Um, And, and also we're on a well, so we're pretty conscious. Our baths aren't 
as luxuriously high as you might think they're a yeah. little bit lower <laughs> but I had someone the other day be like you're just really messing up their microbiome by doing that and it's like oh well I said a bath of water not a bath of soap no, you know? right we, exactly we rinse off yeah. um you know and and that's how how we do it and it's a wonderful way to stay clean and keep that microbiome intact and it's hydrotherapy is an amazing way yes. to structure the water within. Um, oh yeah. So, so huge fan of water therapy over here. Oh yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah. And that's one really cool <laughs> thing about, like you said, when you take a bath, you are getting the benefits of grounding, which is basically electron flow to the body. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I love my cold water plunges. This isn't a diss on that, but, uh, hot, there's mm -hmm. such a binary wor world that I have to like give a disclaimer, right? I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not against cold plunges, but yeah. a warm bath, uh, a warm bath provides that infrared, um, heat that structures are, are, uh, wa internal water, intercellular water as well, right? There's a reason why we have this long history of like a warm bath will make you feel yes. better because it does that, it does. that warmth structures that water within. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely. I, I love I love hydrotherapy. Uh, it's something yeah. actually naturopathic physicians have a long history of. We do all ah. kinds of funny things, you know, warming socks and hydrotherapy, cold and hot, um, alternating wet uh, towels, constitutional hydrotherapies. There's There were whole um, therapy wards back in the day, you know, in the 20s. Um, and the turn of the century before Flexner um, really got to flex his power, right? <laughs> With the, Flexner, <laughs> the Flexner report um, came out in 1910, and it was a report with the AMA um, and the CMA, the Council of Medic Medical Education. And it really um, set the stage for suppressing alternative medicine, including naturopathic medicine. So yeah. um, that's what I mean. That was my yes. joke. Flexner flexing <laughs> is that, uh, you know, a lot of those naturopathic hydrotherapy clinics went away after that and, and didn't come back until the seventies and eighties actually. Wow. And so, um, a lot of those things really went underground, but hydrotherapy is an amazing tool to, um, support our health. Yeah. I love it. I'm a huge fan for sure. Mm -hmm. I would love to talk. I know we're getting close to the end because we both have appointments soon, but just briefly touch on psychoneuroimmunology. We haven't, we, we've kind of hinted around it a little bit, but I know that that's something that is a big part of your work as well. Um, but I, I did want to briefly touch on that and, and kind of get your thoughts on how you help patients with that or just people in general. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, um, this was sort of the step in between when I was sick and piecing my physical health back together and the mitochondrial quantum biology piece. There was this 
really deep dive into psychoneuroimmunology and what does that mean? It's a really big word, but yes. basically, right? Basically, it, it's how our thoughts, how our conscious and subconscious inner dialogue affects our health, literally affects our biology. Um, and a great study that I talk with people about patients uh, shows that one session, one session of meditation boosts mitochondrial function. And like, it's wow, how does that happen? Well, it happens through our quantum biology, right? That, that uh, bound water outside that mitochondria is mitochondrion is able to capture the frequencies of our thoughts and our feelings. And so psychoneuroimmunology really spans the um, range of, of physiological reactions, right? So it's, it affects our, our matter, it affects our energy, it affects so many different things. And we can see this um, in so many different ways with so many different studies. The power of our thoughts has a direct impact on our biology and our health. And when we look at what's happening in the body and how things interact, we have a few different ways. Like our body is constantly creating something called cytokines. They're these chemical messengers and they have to float through the body, right? And then there's the quantum biology of electrons and electron spins. But when we're talking about, and all of that's amazing and important, but when we're talking about psychoneuroimmunology, what a lot of people don't realize is that we have nerves that go directly from our brain unbroken into our GI tract. It's one nerve, it's direct. So there is this direct route where a thought can change what's happening in our uh, gut environment, right? And that's directly impacting our inflammation, our mitochondrial health, our quantum biology, our structure water, our our everything, right? So um, psychoneuroimmunology is a really wonderful piece. And it's it's the second piece that I start people with. I, I really like to start people with the quantum biology and circadian rhythm so that they start to get that energy and excitement. And then we talk about how our thoughts could be contributing to our ill health. And I do it second because um, for me, it was first and it was yeah. really, really uncomfortable, right? Yeah. It's, it's much easier to uh, think it's a lack of the supplement or, mm. you know, whatever. The wrong food, that. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, to look at ourselves, especially when we don't feel well, is like, the last thing we want to do, but, but we are the drivers of this bus, right? And our mm-hmm. thoughts and our subconscious really drive um, what's happening in us on a really in, instantaneous way. You know, that, that direct innervation is there for a reason and, and it goes both ways, right? So 
So everything that we were talking about, quantum biology and circadian rhythm and, and those um, circadian clocks in our gut microbiome and our enterocytes that line the gut, it's all part of this messaging bi-directional communication where our gut and our gut microbiome say, whoa, brain, we need to be, you know, doing this because this is happening. We sense this danger signal. So lock up these areas, right? Or, hey, we're in a safe spot. We're in a place of safety and we're ready to thrive brain. And so the brain starts building new neurons and it's in a place of safety, right? Um, it's this bi-directional. So it's not just the brain and the thoughts affecting the, the gut and overall inflammation. It's this bi-directional thing. And in that bi-directional nature lies our power to affect health, right? Because, you know, I um, have struggled with anxiety over my life, right? Those um, early childhood in the nurse's office, yeah. <laughs> you know, it started then, right? And so I'm not a stranger to how um, the sentence, your thoughts impact your health, how overwhelming that can be, especially if you are dealing with anxiety or depression or worry or, you know, any of these things, it's like, yeah. oh, shoot, that makes me have more of those thoughts, right? Yes. And, and so the power in, in knowing that is knowing that it's bi-directional. And these are neurological circuits that we can impact just the way you would impact a path through the forest. If you're walking it, once a week, once a month, it's going to grow over, right? But if you can walk it twice a day, even though there's a million things that are happening on that path at any given moment, uh, little bunnies and, and birds and worms and all this stuff is happening on that path. But if you can consistently walk it just a couple times a day, you are creating a groove. And that's the same thing that's happening in our neurological circuits, if we can think a positive thought once a day, yes. if we can add to that twice a day. So, so often we get overwhelmed with, oh, these thoughts I'm thinking, they're not making me well, and this is overwhelming, and I'm now I'm more anxious, right? That's understandable because this is yeah. a, a big piece of information, but I wanna really encourage everyone to take that empowerment away that it's bi-directional and it starts with one thought and that one thought lays a path and two thoughts deepen that path and that becomes a circuit that your body normally goes to right so instead of that anxiety pathway or, or fearful pathway or whatever it may be um, we can etch out a new pathway and so that's really the power that is all reversible and we can really build resilience and, and build health wherever we are at. And that's the real power of psycho neuroimmunology and how interconnected our biology is. I agree. And, you know, I, I try to encourage, like I have a private group and I'm always trying to 
encourage them and post things in the group for them to listen to, to kind of keep in their energy field, because I don't think so many of us realize how powerful our thoughts are. And I, I've been listening to um, a lot of Louise Hay lately, which I know I'm late to the party on that one. <laughs> but just one of the things that she was saying is she said, you know, a lot of people complain and say, oh, these affirmations that you're telling me to do, they're not working. And she's like, well, how many of those did you do? And there's, oh, three or so. And she said, okay, well, how many affirmations did you do that were on the other side of that? How many negative affirmations did you do over the course of your day? Because that's kind of the programming that's in there right now. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we do have, and I can definitely say that I've had to change my programming and it is something we have to work mm-hmm. at. And it absolutely affects our health. You know, if we want to get well, if we really want to get well, we have to look at what's going on. Like, what are the thoughts I keep repeating to myself? You know, I'm sick. Things are bad. Everyone's better than me. I'm just defective person. And if that's, what's playing in your head all the time, then, you know, how are you, how do you expect to get well? It's, it's a tough thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I love talking with people about reframes, right? So Mm -hmm. Those inner dialogues are happening for a reason, right? They have kept us safe at a certain point in our life. And so I really, you know, I've reframed my anxiety sort of as this overprotective mother, you know, where I can be like, thank you. I appreciate you keeping me safe, but we don't need you right now, you know, (laughs) (laughs) kind of reframing that because I think it's important that we realize that those those thoughts and those things um, are usually artifacts of a situation that made us feel unsafe. And these were ways that we coped with it. And that is so important to honor because we got past that. We did survive it. We are here now, right? And so those those thoughts that we we want to change, you know, those racing thoughts and anxious thoughts and whatever it is, uh, negative depleting thoughts, we have to also honor them too because there there's a reason why they are there, and in in most cases their response to an unsafe situation that we've clung onto um, because of feelings of lack of safety, right? And so that is a survivor trait. That is resilience. So if we can reframe that um, and not beat ourselves up for having those thoughts, they they are foundational to survival. So um, I think that's important for people to know is to really honor those feelings and try to reframe them in a way where it's like, I see you coming back. I know why you're here. I appreciate yeah. your um, watching over me, but I'm going to set you to the side right now because I, I don't need an overprotective mother. <laughs> you yeah. know, I love um, that. I love that. It's so helpful. And yeah, people can just start to understand that. Yeah, those things were there for a reason, but now they're not serving a good purpose. And so it's right. time to to reframe and to start to, to try to reprogram the mind for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's all so very uh, interconnected. Absolutely. It really is. 
Well, I feel like we could definitely probably talk another hour or so, but yeah. I know we have to get to our next call. So where can people find you if they want to work with you or just follow your work? What's the best way to do that? Well, I am Dr. Catherine Clinton everywhere. So I'm drcatherineclinton.com. You can find me at my website. You can find me at Dr. Catherine Clinton. Uh, on Facebook and Instagram. I love to share information. Um, like I said, I, I think we're the swell before the changing tide, right? So I just want to get everybody in on that swell so we can get that, uh, get the tides changing. So um, I love to share on social media and um, yeah, we're very active on there, aren't we? <laughs> Absolutely. Sometimes I have to cut myself off a little bit. <laughs> but, oh. Well, thank you again. This has been wonderful. And I can't wait to share this with my audience. So you guys make sure you go follow her and, and thanks again for being here. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure talking with you. You're so welcome. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode with Dr. Clinton. Again, make sure you check out all of her social media platforms linked down there in the show notes for you guys with all of those show notes. And speaking again of those show notes, I want to quickly thank the two sponsors of today's episode, Optimal Carnivore, my code there, carnivore uppercase Y to save 10% on their grass-fed beef liver supplements, as well as the organ meat complex, which is something that we also take here. And also thanking upgraded formulas. My code there is yogi12 or yogi to save on anything on their website. I love that hair tissue mineral analysis for fine tuning your mineral balance. And they also have a fantastic magnesium. I'm always secretly excited to find out that I still need a little magnesium every time I do that hair tissue mineral analysis because it is just so helpful in helping me sleep and just feel nice and relaxed every night. So thank you to those two sponsors. And again, as I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, if you do enjoy this content, please head on over to Apple or Spotify. Leave me up to a five-star review. It does help this podcast reach more people so we can continue to spread this message of more of a holistic approach to health where our first line of action is not medication, where we look beyond that. All right, have a beautiful, wonderful day, and I will talk with you guys very soon. Bye.